now this is... Welcome to episode 36 of Black and Tan Radio. We have an electrifying show for you, and it's a Jerome Bettis episode. So we are going to be talking about a whole bunch of different music. So because we have depth, we're not just a sports podcast. Um, we got Future Elevator Music, also our buddy, also known as our buddy Fat Bill, Andrew Billings, Hello. with us today. Um, where we're going to be t- doing a deep dive into EDM, kind of a deep dive in our own personal feelings about EDM. So electronic we're going to music. electronic so music as a whole. Yeah, yeah. we're going to be in the corner for a while. For a long time. <laughs> long time. Um, Griffey is being relatively okay. He was not before, for those of you that were wondering. Um, let's get after it. Rock is a thing. Bill just told us. So, we're excited. We got our pal here. We're going to provide color commentary. Um, Absolutely. So, we're going to get into the sad stuff first. We're going to bring you down, then we're going to bring you back up like we did last week. Oh, yeah. Yep. A um, lot of Wisconsin sports le- legends. I'm just going to put it out. Legends passed away this week. We yeah. had um, Don Sutton for the Brewers, Hall of Fame pitcher. Then we had um, Ted Thompson, Teddy Drafts, as Bill calls him. Teddy Drafts. Um, and Hank Aaron. Hammer and Hank. So we'll take them one by one. Let's start Don Sutton. I would say, like, we probably have the least, I don't want to, like, the least amount of, like. I don't know who this is. I'm so, yeah, Don first. Sutton was on, like, the, the 82, um, the 82 team for the Brewers. He was on the, the oh, team. Okay. Oh. Let's drop a whole bunch of stuff. <laughs> It's got this thing that I put together when I was a little kid that they were selling these in the paper. They're little coins little of all the players from, 80, from 82. So you have a was little... Was he good or was only, he just on the roster? I mean, he's a Hall of Famer. Oh, okay. Yeah. Shoot, okay. He was like, I mean, it was a tail end of his career, but he was like super important to the Brewers' success, basically. Yeah, he looks like a silver fox on there. Look yeah, at he's that. real he's old like when he's playing for the Brewers. Yep. So Don Sutton was like, a, he was an acquisition for him. I think like, so I'm just trying to get this fuzz off. I'm trying to take it from you. If you want to look, you can. Um, so Don Sutton, big big portion to that 82 team. Um, you know, he played a lot of his career with the Dodgers. So I don't want to say like, as far as like, Brewer folklore, he's not, like, a guy that's, like, super up there. But the yeah. fact that they were able to get someone like him to kind of solidify their their pitching staff, which was super good that year, um, was huge. Better um, or worse than, like, the, what the Charles Woodson edition brought to Green Bay in the title? Run? It's hard for me to analyze that because I wasn't there, obviously, okay. during 82. But Charles Woodson, Charles Woodson playing for the Packers solidified him as a Hall of Famer. Don Sutton yeah. would have been a Hall of Famer um, sh- should he have continued with the Dodgers, okay. if that makes sense. Yeah, that so I don't know that Charles Still Woodson... Still important, can, hard to quantify. Right. I don't know that Charles Woodson... Charles Woodson's one of the best Packers ever, like mm-hmm. of all time. Whereas There's so many, though. <laughs> yeah, you know. So many. Especially like, if you've ever been to the Hall of Fame. It's yeah. wild. The that Hall of Fame is like, the, uh, like 
Pat McAfee was talking about it the other day, and, like, he was even talking about just, like, from a fan perspective of, like, being there. He's like, the Hall of Fame is, like, you could spend your whole day there, really. Like, yes. it's so cool. The Packer Hall of Fame or the Football Hall of Fame? Packer Hall of Fame. Packer. Honestly, right Packer Hall of Fame is... Uh, I've been to both Packer Hall of Fame. Griffey, off his nuts, man. <laughs> on, Packer man. Hall of Fame is honestly cooler than the, fo- yeah. the like, Pro Football Hall of Fame. Never been. Other than seeing Never all been the... Never the Hall of Fame besides the Packer Hall of Fame. Me and, me and Tanner went to the Pro Football Hall of Fame coming back really? from Buffalo. It was sweet. Where it was sweet. Canton, Ohio. Okay. Yeah. So we were, we were coming back from Buffalo. We made, like, a... It wasn't, like, a major detour to go to Canton. Um, went to, like, Notre Dame, just kind of tooled around there, too. Like, sweet, sweet thing. But back to Don Sutton. So, yeah. um, you know, he's he was a huge portion of that 82 team. Um, we lost to the Twins in the World Series, right? Cardinals, because they were in the AL course, at that point. Right. Yeah. Of course, of course they, they lost to the of Cardinals. Of course they yeah. did. Um, the next guy during the week, like, just in the week, was Ted Thompson. Who yeah, Ted Thompson, I tell you. You talk about timing. Come on now, Ted. Love that guy. Come on, Ted. So, do you want to hear, so, as you say, Teddy Drafts. Yeah. Um, I forget who it was. Somebody, I, I, I saw that there was a billboard that I saw today that said, uh, heaven drafted a winner. <laughs> that rules. That's yeah, awesome. Dude. That's awesome. Did you find out he was a <laughs> oh, 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 too soon, oh, pal. No. Um, here, notable Ted Thompson draft picks. His first ever draft pick, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, started yeah. out hot. All right, we'll next, just leave it at that. Next year's first round was Justin Harrell, right? Marcus's cousin. Yeah, yeah. No. Yep. Yeah. Great player. I was thinking about Justin Harrell <laughs> way over here, and I hadn't thought about him in years. And Justin Harrell, he, he did his work. Came in, got his ring, bumped out. <laughs> That's he true. Was, wait, he was on. He was still on the team when they got the ring. Yeah. Was oh, he sure. active okay. at that point? Yeah. Was he really? Hey, he man. got his. That rules. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> that rules. Sorry, yeah. So that's wild. So notable draft picks: Aaron Rodgers, Justin Harrell, um, <laughs> Nick Collins. I don't oh, trust right. picking anybody really out of Tennessee. Yeah. I gotta be honest. I mean, granted, I know Peyton Manning. I'm saying Wait, at this Nick, point. Nick Collins, what number did he wear? Is he 36? 36. Yeah. yeah. Oh, shoot. <laughs> Dude, and Leroy Butler. Yeah. Leroy Butler. That's and what I'm saying. All these Hall of This is the second time we've forgotten about Leroy Butler. Oh, and no. Friend of Marcus. Yeah, Leroy Butler, my guy. How many yeah. more people are you going to know on this list of Ted Thompson's? I'm looking through. I don't think there's any Keep them rolling. Yeah. Let's see. Spit another one out. We were also like... James Jones at a bank. Oh, wait, no. <laughs> Tremont, Tremont Williams is 38. Tremont yeah, Williams is 38. Current Packer again. Got him. Friend of Sheila's. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, um, we get it. You know, you know everyone in yeah. the Packers. All right. Oh, really? No. No. Oh. No. <laughs> Notable Ted Thompson draft picks: Aaron Rodgers, Justin Harrell, Nick Collins. Said that one. Greg Jennings. Oh, I know that guy. Puts team on his back. James Jones. Okay. Jordy Randall Cobb. Mason Crowder. I'm going in order. Oh, it's going in order from when they got drafted. So chill out. That whole receiver though. <laughs> Stop eating that, Griffey. He's eating the carpet. Whatever, man. Lucy does that too. Um, Mason Crosby. All right, he's been solid for ever. Only other, only, only one, one Pro Bowl. Yeah. Really? Only one Pro Bowl and only one bad year, really. Also, which only, is great because it keeps him affordable. Only guy on yeah. the roster from the Super Bowl season besides Rodgers. Right? Isn't that crazy? I guess it's not that crazy because yeah. it's like 
It's a while ago. It's more crazy that Rodgers is still that good that late that right. Crosby's still kicking. Jordy Nelson, as you said. Yeah. Josh Sitton. He was good for a minute. Yeah, he, he really was. He was, like, really, really good for a minute. And they cut him at the right time. Yeah. That's the one thing, like. Another one. And that's also on Ted, that he knew, yep. when, to, he knew when to move on. Clay Matthews. He, around this time, he said. They did up, not uh, know when to move on from Clay Matthews. Yeah, Carry right. on to Josh Sitton. Uh, well, no, I was going to say not about Sim, but around this time he signed Pickett to really shore up the interior. Ryan Pickett and ruled. That's, and that's really what kind of got what he got away from towards later on in his career, not to jump too far ahead, but later on in his career that kind of got him out of the good graces of Packer fans was that he stopped signing guys. He stopped having that offseason where he got – was Pickett and Woodson the same offseason? Because Pickett, not, was, on the, they, Pickett if, was on the Super Bowl. Team, if not, right? the, Yeah, if not, they were in – Pickett might have been a year or two before Woodson. But he was going out and I getting I feel like guys they like would have been the, close, yeah. Yeah, it was that exact same era, like right. building up to the Super Bowl. Right. You got Clay Matthews, like mm-hmm. I said, a guy that they didn't know when to cut. Mm-hmm. Got way too much money. He was also sacrificed so that we could figure out how to call roughing the passer in this league, too. His career had to die True. for that to happen. Oh, True. get out of here. I, hey, like, honestly, he I, was like, the guy the league hung out to drive for yeah. that role. 100 yeah. As much as like yeah. I wasn't huge into Clay Matthews, especially in his like, no, not by tenure, that like, either. I just like I mean I liked him on the I liked him on the Super Bowl team like remember my mom buying me his jersey because she's like oh you play linebacker too and I was just kind of like yeah I like Charles Woodson a lot you know yeah. like yeah, I like Charles Woodson I like Woodchuck yes. man but it was cool and I think my brother has the jersey now so good for him it um, it'll be a really great one in like five years or so so yeah he'll be set for high school <laughs> um, <laughs> T J Lang another guy that they okay. cut at the right time. Rabalaga, Iowa. Iowa. Well, we can probably throw BJ Raji on here, even though he's not there on this list. Yeah. Um, yeah. Randall Cobb, another guy that they cut at the right time. Nick Perry. Um, Nick oh, Perry was man. good for a hot minute. Yeah. He's not on the list, but Nick Perry would be one. Well, we could definitely use Randall Cobb right now. Dude, yeah. Randall Cobb is not what he was. Not, I could see we him use coming Randall Cobb back, the way like, he is right now, right now, but we could use a guy like Randall right. Cobb right now. Um. Tavon Austin, we gonna we gonna see. Yeah, honestly, they were I able to see much yet. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. It's we amazing to me how you. It's amazing to me how you can't have a guy that just like goes back there and just like honestly just fair catch the ball every time. Yeah. It's like I don't know, just catch it and don't do anything stupid. Just can you, work on can that. you do what you did to get the guy? Was the guy who returned those kicks for the Saints? Did he happen to also be on their practice squad? We could sign him. <laughs> yeah, right. Just sign everyone's practice squad players. They get cut right away when they lose. That guy from the Colts is never coming back for this season, right? Is that kind of the heater? Yeah, I, I was. He could be active if they if they make the Super Bowl. He's still on the roster. He, uh, he could be active I don't know if he day. is. Maybe that's maybe that's how they got Tremont Williams. Ooh, I thought maybe. this was his week. No, because he's got seven to ten days. Yeah. They said that he's not he's he's not back on the yeah. roster. Oh, sick! Well, come on. Or Tremont. he's not back yet, at least. That's what I heard. So I was in like a Q and A thing with Matt Schneidman from the Athletic. Okay. Yeah. Um, he did like a live Q and A when he was at Packer practice, and that was one of the questions I was asked. Um, anyway, back to Ted's legacy. Bakhtiari, yep. fifth round. All right. Wow. Devontae Adams. All right. Corey All right. Lin- Corey Lindsley. All right. Kenny Clark. Aaron Jones. I was surprised that when I saw that, I didn't. I guess I didn't put it together. I didn't think that Jones would have been too. But wow, right. Another well, one. and then throw on that Jamal Williams same draft. What what yeah. round did he take? Uh, Sixth round. You are kidding me. Sixth round. Jamal Williams in the fifth. um, Aaron Jones in the sixth. Taysom Hill in the seventh. 
And like I for a seventh round pick, Taysom Hill rules. Like yeah. Taysom Hill was a seventh rounder? Seventh round seventh round pick. And like obviously yeah. they cut him, but like Dude, that's not that's, that's still a, that's the kind of guy you want your GM taking a flyer on in the Right, why not? Yeah. So I, I, I I'm not even and like he's a seventh round pick. If they cut him, they cut him, you know. It's mm-hmm. not like they kind of experiment like experimented with him with the special teams thing. Yeah. And they were just like, we don't have use for him, which, like, obviously looking back, it's like, oh, shoot, that was a mistake. Well, it was crazy for a guy, a, a, a similar parallel, how quickly uh, King was out of the league for the Raiders. King, what? King, right? Oh, oh Marquette yeah, Marquette King. King. Yeah. yeah. Like, he was in and out in the flash, and that's, you know, he didn't play quarterback, but that's another guy who's just, like, an athlete for a special team, or he wasn't in the... Well, and, like, he could boot it. Like, I don't yeah, know how he he's not playing in a league, but it also might be something yeah. where he's, like, I'm not pay- I'm not playing unless I'm maybe. getting paid this amount. Yeah, maybe. Which, like, that's a whole thing with, like, we've talked about that with Kaepernick. We've talked about that yeah. with, like, a, a number of different players where it's, like, it gets to a point for you where it's, like, okay, why would I even go suit up and do this? Yeah. Unless I just, like, really, really love playing. Need money to get out the front door. Right. Right. Basically, so it's like, okay, well, I'm set. Why would I just go play for nothing if that's not – or not nothing, but, like, not play for the yeah. set amount that a guy, I think A guy like that would probably be bored being a punter, too, if right. he can do all those things athletically. Well, why do you think a guy like McAfee quit or retired so early? Like, it was just like, I I am entertained by other things that I can do more. Yeah. You know? Um, oh, Kyrie Irving. <laughs> Uh, unorthodox because he does it while he's still playing right but he's got a lot of irons in the fire yeah you guys had the best Kyrie take by the uh by the way last week though about how he you said like, you said that he wants everyone to listen to him but he doesn't want to talk to anybody right right when it's just like he you know it's that it, it's the hypocrite but that then following through with a few things that make people maybe yeah. think you might not be well and god bless him too he's the best player on my fantasy team by far <laughs> and he's your namesake and so. i'm undefeated so you know Kyrie, we're good right now and that's because i traded you right now jimmy mids so yeah. i let i let draymond go though yeah i know i'm watching he was him. just i'm watching him right now he's averaging five points a game anyway we're good yeah. it just goes the screen just goes black at this point now but we're good we're good he doesn't he's been doing Except coaching on the floor. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> and talking crap about Marcus Saul to his face. Um, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Um, anyway, so Ted Thompson obviously left a legacy, won himself a won himself a Super Bowl with the Packers, mm-hmm. and just like all of a sudden got hated by Packer fans. It's like yeah. he still went and like a lock got pinned on him and McCarthy. Oh, sorry. Also, they uh, he drafted Casey Hayward and Micah Hyde. Like. This guy was pretty but good pe- at drafts. But people did it because he wasn't nailing those free agent acquisitions. Anymore. Right, but then like, but That's then all of a sudden he'd come out with like Charles Woodson. He'd come out with Julius early, Peppers. Early. Yeah, Peppers. Okay, yep, entirely yep. fair. Peppers, Peppers was a great Julius Pepperwood. <laughs> name another one though. Another one after the Super Bowl where he brought in a veteran like that who made a difference. Oh, I don't disagree with you. Bringing back James Jones, maybe, but even that is like I already know this guy. Well, he brought back he brought back James. Jones, who brought a hoodie, so he was the first. He was the first receiver that you saw wearing the hoodie in his under his jersey. So, so that one goes on Trent's resume too. (laughs) Trent Setter. But yeah, that's. I mean, that that's what got him. You feel terrible about it now that he's passed. I mean, looking back at what he actually did. Yeah, but I gave him too much crap. Absolutely. But that's the thing about that's the thing about Packer fans in general. Like they jump to conclusions so quickly. Like. That's any fan base, don't get me wrong, Thank but we're in the you, middle yeah. of it. Like, but I, Packer fans are so passionate, and that's like the great thing about them, but also the detriment at the same time. Well, you know, it, they the think because they, they think they own the team, you know, because they own the team, not not think. 
because they own the team, they think that they have like a legit they say. They have a say, right? Like but every like I they, I see on Twitter the all team, the time, like, fire Gutenkens. What? Yeah. I'll tell you one thing. <laughs> he's since since he's been the GM, they've been to yeah. two NFC championships so far. Same thing with the, with the GM before, as a, like, a college coach. You can't judge them until the guys they brought in have had the chance to play. A GM, a GM as a college coach? No, no, no. That's what that you you kind of judge them oh, in a similar manner. I guess like, in a sense, your yeah. your your coach you is your GM, them, right? Yeah, yeah. Where you have to to let the guys that they bring in. Kind of I come understand into their own. your reference. Yeah. So we'll, the jury's still out on Goody by far. He's yeah. t- he's he's taken at least one very significant gamble. Yeah. Well, I'd say three. You know, what are your the first ones? your first three rounds of this last draft. Yeah, that's who was the third after Dylan. Then Dylan was second, right? and then Josiah Degara in the third round. Who is that? He is we like an H. He's like a <laughs> he's like a fullback, tight end, H back type guy. Who so like a modern offense? Yeah, run the single wing with this guy. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so they took him. They took him in the third when he had like a six round draft grade, but we have no idea what calls him. Oh, DJ Wilson. <laughs> Dude, I was so excited about DJ Wilson. I was though, like, too. Watching him play Wisconsin, I was like, this guy is going to rule. Like, I loved – I DJ Wilson was one of those irrational picks where I happened to turn on one of those Michigan tourney games where he shines. It was a game where the team they were playing kept trying to press, and they would press up on DJ Wilson just uh, after the inbound. But he kept getting it past them, like not dribbling by them himself, but kept making the right pass out of right. it. Where I was just impressed that, I was like, oh, this guy knows what he's doing. So when the Bucks drafted him, I was like, okay, this guy knows what to do with the basketball. He's going to be like a solid role player. No, but I'm, sh- gotcha. He, I st- I st- but the game is way too fast for him in the NBA. Yeah. Like, that's the problem. It's like, you look at him at the at the college level. That's a That good was way like to put right it. at him. Like, perfect perfect speed for him, especially And like, those guys weren't physically overpowering him. These were just two guards coming after him as a forward. Right, player. and while he handles the ball well enough for him to just stride past because he's lanky smooth. Yep. Um, but anyway, back to Ted Thompson. Um, we'll only, give him only 68. DJ Wilson too. Yeah, we will. That would have been a Ted pick. Right. They did not win. Right. I don't know. I mean, like, he... I never, like, really had anything bad to say about Ted Thompson. Like, yeah, did I want him to go sign some players? But, like, I also understand that, yeah. you know, you still balancing have- how much you're spending on a name mm-hmm. and whatnot, it's hard. But also maybe I'm jaded just because yeah. well, maybe I'm such a name. homer. Maybe I'm such a homer that I'm just like, oh, I'm not spending it's, all that money on that name. It's not just a name. You know? It's a right. guy who comes in. Ryan Pickett wasn't that big of a name, but he right. came in. And filled a hole that they needed. Literally, he was a nose tackle. Wasn't he a nose tackle? Yeah, he was, and, he, and he was gigantic. Yeah, interior. Three hundred thirty-five pounds. <laughs> no, right? Yeah, Pickett was a huge Him and Raji, like, come on. <laughs> yeah, like I, I don't know. I guess like it, looking back, like it's kind of like presidents. though. like you, ne- you don't know about a president until like afterwards. It's like that's true. Ten to twenty yeah, years Obamacare after. Didn't become law until like two months ago. it took forever but it's like you don't know about these things and these people in i'm gonna say positions of authority or like positions of like making decisions you don't know you can't grade them out until the draft i grade is the the, silliest thing i know oh it's so fun to do the decision echoes throughout the years right when you especially when you're making decisions compounded on top of other decisions around them if everyone panned out to just draft grades yeah. At my draft grade for Aaron Rodgers would have like we would have had an a. he wouldn't have been there. Like 
Like, I didn't... When they drafted him that night, uh, I was just like, Ugh, Wait, what? Brady Quinn's coming next year. No, really? I was stoked. Yeah. As a child, I was excited. I was so excited. Well, but I also love Brett Favre so much that it was like, as you can see... Um, what? Really? I love Brett Favre so much. I was just like, he can never not play quarterback. Like, why are we drafting a backup quarterback in the first round? I didn't understand it. it was I was always firmly Rodgers. Looking at yeah. all of this, though, you don't ever have an idea of how good a player can get right. once they're drafted. Do they have the ability to make the next step? Devontae Adams. We talk about it all the time. I, was I said the trade, trade Devontae Adams. And Heavy. now I say, please don't ever let Devontae Adams go anywhere yeah. other than... GB. Dude, or if, Bill will fly a Cessna into... A single-engine Cessna into somewhere that I will not say. Yeah. yeah it's probably not good. We don't want to put him on... It's an inside yeah. joke. We don't really want to put him on a list anymore. I can't, I can't be quoted there. Right. Bad time. But, Ted Thompson, thank you. Yes, thank you for all of the draft picks you've blessed us with. Hope thank to see you up top one day. Yeah. Your time in Green Bay. And probably not will, it, will you take a... The Hammer and Hank segment because I got yeah. nothing to say besides respect to Hank Aaron right. as the rightful home run king of the MLB. The by the book home run king for the MLB. Maybe I'll let you take. I'll let you take it from there. I can tell that you you had some thoughts. You got some something on your mind. Something I do. Boiling. I have a few thing. I have a few thoughts. Rachel's gonna be mad about it, but no, it's very bad. And the reason I say Rachel will be mad about it is something you're going to hear in a little bit. But um, I'm also a huge Barry Bonds fan. But, like, I think if you're talking about impact and if that was able to just add home runs to it, Hank Aaron. And I, I hope they end up – I honestly hope that they end up counting his Negro League home runs. But they said based yeah. off of – like, because they're doing, like, the Negro League stats getting infused. But based off of when he played in the Negro League, it was after the cutoff that they're using – so well, that that would only bolster the argument that I'm trying to make, though. That no, I agree the, with yeah. you. I don't disagree with you. But was he the the question that that would come down to for me is was he playing in the Negro leagues past the point that he would have come up from the minors if he had been allowed in the major? Leagues? He was playing in the Negro leagues when he would have been playing high school baseball because well, then okay, then Hank that's Aaron, a bit different. Hank Aaron was not allowed to play high school baseball because, because of segregation laws. Which is, like, crazy to think. Like, granted, I know, like, in the 50s at that point, like, that's, well, that would have probably been 40s, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, like, in the 40s at that point, like, there's no way that, like, a a black kid in the South is going to be able to go play with the white boys, right? So, was there a parallel system for, like... Nope. There's no black... So, he just learned how to play baseball and be the best at it? Yeah. Yep. So again, I agree with you that well, it goes to your he point, went, right? So he went right to the Negro League. So that's like, so he age. found ways to that's play. He, he started there. playing there when he was like seventeen. That's Yo. insane. Yeah, but the Negro League wasn't what it was before, like, because at that point Jackie Robinson had gotten in, and then black players started getting into the MLB more. Or well, Moses Walker tried it, and then that didn't work. Then Jackie Robinson was successful and got in. Um, but. Yeah, Hank Aaron, I saw a quote saying that Hank Aaron was asked to fight the fight the final battles of the Civil War. He was getting death threats yeah. when he was getting close to, death threats when he was getting close to the record because they were saying, like, retire now or, like, we're going to kill you, you know, so you don't break Babe's record. 
a black man doesn't deserve to be at that point. Like, that's so crazy to think now. Like, you know, I don't know. It just is. He's so me yeah, saying me saying Barry Bonds player. is the rightful yeah. heir or I mean, the rightful the home, run home king. runs in the MLB. If, right. Yeah, if we're going by the technical. He is the rightful home run true. king. I don't like totally like saying it because I love both yeah. of these both of these players, but I love the human more for Hank Aaron. You you also would probably agree that if they had come along at the same time, that when you look at their talent, let's say they'd both been using. Yeah. Well, Hank Aaron oh, is. Yeah. <laughs> Hank Aaron might have gotten to 800. Shoot, Every, like, yeah, like, he had the most, like, consecutive seasons. Like, so Hank Aaron actually never led the, he never had a 40-plus home run season. No way. Yep. Never had a 40-plus home run season, never led the league in, I, uh, that one I'm not sure about. Yeah, that would be almost. I don't think he ever led the league in home runs. Wow. Yep. So he had, the, like, he's had the most 20-plus home run seasons, and I think the most 30-plus home run seasons, but never hit over 40 in a year. It's, it's just reliable. consistently hitting a whole bunch of home yeah. runs. But not too many home runs. Not the longevity ridiculous that you have. How many seasons did Hank Aaron play? Over twenty, because he played two with the Brewers at the end, and like did he was this much for injury. Did he have like was he towards just, the was end? He an towards man? the end, like he an wasn't man up until he wasn't. Yeah, I think so. Um, and the I guess Drew, like a, the old Drew Brees. Yeah, uh, Iron yeah. Man up until he wasn't. Well, well, think about Wait, it. No, Drew, Drew Brees got hurt early. Forget it. That's a bad. But he left the Chargers because he was. Oh, yeah, because yeah, they're just like, yeah, we don't want this it, guy. It's a bad But then after that, that well, yeah. no, no, let's go after New that. Orleans, I mean, Drew Well, let's even go Brett Favre. Go, go Brett Favre at that point, right? Yeah. The Brett Favre is probably your comparison. Yep, Iron Man until he wasn't. And, like, all of a sudden, because of longevity, like, as much as I love Favre, he got, because of longevity, he had records, right? Like, some of yeah. these records that he had. But yeah. longevity is also something that factors into a That's uh, first to go career. back to the last segment for just a second. Part of the reason I've always been a Rodgers guy was when you looked at the efficiency between the two. Oh, yeah. Brett Favre had, like, Brett Favre had the, the yards record and the touchdown record for a while. He doesn't anymore. Right. But he also, you know, he had the interception record. I'm, right. sure, he, I'm sure he was up there for incompletions. Or, right. But it's because he played yeah. so long, right? Like, he and also so long, he threw, and, and he, he also, and fumbles. Yeah. Fumble rooskies like yeah. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is, in my opinion, he is the, like, the evolutionary Favre in that sense of just absolutely slinging oh, deep. Yeah. But yeah, he's the Favre this. But throwing like this. Favre yeah. No, Favre 2.0. Right. Yeah. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, like, I guess. On so, the field, let's on just, the field. They're different dudes. Let's clearly. just call a spade a spade. Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback ever. Possibly best football for, player. Talent. Steps for talent. For talent. Talent. Steps wise. onto the field. Which is like that's the same same thing I'd say about LeBron James. Talent wise, athleticism, LeBron James is the best basketballer ever. Yeah. But who do I take that's as hard my to argue with. who do I take as my my guy? I think I probably and it's hard because like getting to a finals is huge too. Yeah. And people forget people like discount that so much. There's, no, anyway. there's nothing that Wisconsin sports can do like not they just quite not get to the finals. Yeah. Oh. Should fall short right at right. the doorstep. It's not happening tomorrow. What? Not and tomorrow. Even if it does, I cannot be hurt by it anymore. I'm going to be I hurt. Am, oh, I can. I am, oh, I will be hurt. I am immune to a team that I, I am losing in the conference. You know what's great? We don't have to work on Monday. It's a records day. I have to just I have to fill out report cards. Right. I already did them. I already did them because I know I'm either going to be really sad or really happy on Monday. Let's finish up Hank in. I don't Hank wanna, in. I don't yeah. want to disrespect him so, by turning this into Rodgers v. Right. Favre. So Hank Aaron, Hank Aaron has like a, a personal connection. Like, it it's not something that 
it's not me personally, but for my family. It's for Rachel. Like, so Hank Aaron was really invested. He had the Hank Aaron Foundation, really invested in the communities of both, um, both Atlanta and Milwaukee. Like, still continued to give back, um, and really focused on giving to Christian colleges. Um, and giving scholarships out to those. That was one thing that he did. Christian College, she went to Mount Mary. So she's so wait, is that the one in Tulsa? Yep, 92nd and 92nd and Like, literally five yep, yep, yep. So she, she went to Mount Mary University, and they were part of that network. So it was like Christian colleges, like, weirdly enough, our school was not. Um, but he also had a connection with the president of the college. Oh, he thought of this more as agnostic. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, so she was like she straight up got picked did not apply for this thing straight up got picked by the school as this person which then all of a sudden like, you're, you're this good you didn't ask, yeah you and didn't she ask. plays volleyball there and all of a sudden she just gets told by the president you got to fly down to atlanta like you're gonna miss a game you got to fly down yeah, to atlanta Hank needs you. basically yeah so she's like oh my gosh she's getting a scholarship from hank aaron which, you know, I, I'm not trying to make it about myself in this sense, but I'm just it's saying, just, like... It's an interesting connection. You that, blew my mind yesterday when yeah. you texted me this. This is, this is insane. Like, I just really appreciate it because, like, that took such a, you know, for a young family here, like, that took such a financial load off of us for our future as we go on, right? Correct. So, I don't know him personally, but I'm eternally grateful for yeah. Hank Aaron. But for Rachel, like, that is a personal connection she has with Hammer and Hank. Right, like mm-hmm. so, she knows him, or knew him personally, knew him as knew the his, man he was towards the end of his life. Yeah, knew him, knew his wife. You know, it, it's something that he would fly her down with the other, you know, with all the, the other scholarship winners. Um, fly them down to a Braves game, sit them in a booth, and like have a like a or a box seat, and like have talks with them. You know, just personal connections and whatnot, personal conversations and. Um, for his 80th birthday, for his 80th, no, it's fine. For his 80th birthday, they uh, they flew her down into this just huge airplane hangar. I think they went to a game, huge airplane hangar. Um, so there's like just some sweet. I don't think there are any Cessnas there, but there were some sweet airplanes there. From what Rachel was telling me, and maybe Can I'm a little a little off. Yes, there was. Mini meatballs. Probably. Oh yeah. <laughs> Waiters. <laughs> I'll, I'll text her right now and ask. What was but, the spread at the Hank Aaron Foundation? I'm literally going to ask that right now. Um, what was the spread at the Hank Aaron event? We'll Bad come rating. back to you with the No, this is fantastic radio because we're going to be able to talk about what kind of hors d'oeuvres Hank Aaron liked to serve at his, uh, Birthday at his events when he was busy making lives easier for people in communities that he was connected to. Um, what are five stars? Good on him for staying connected like. to Milwaukee because I would imagine... Not to make it like too dark, but I would imagine that some of the negativity that he got Probably in his chase here, right? came from the people that he was. Uh, well, he wasn't still in Milwaukee when he was making his run, but he had. Was he? Well, I mean, the Milwaukee Braves, and they moved to Atlanta, and then he came back to the Brewers for two years at the end. I didn't know. Are you serious? Yep. Oh yeah. He well, made okay, like so he, he made like he an All Star game, but it was kind of yeah. like a Kobe Bryant situation. Yeah. Um, also, right. related R. I. P. Right. Because nothing, nobody good can stay. Yeah, nothing, well, nothing gold can stay. Yeah, nothing gold can stay. Um, shout out the outsiders. Um, oh, sure. 
never Outsiders. You've never seen the Outsiders? Oh, never read or seen the Outsiders? Outsiders. Oh. Wait, is that, Great the, book. is that the one with Rob Lowe? Rob Lowe, Tom Cruise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one um, where it's like 14-year-old Rob Lowe and Tom. Like, it's really Yeah, young. we're like the, yeah. the the one guy who didn't, like, do a whole bunch of stuff after it was, like, the main character. Tony yeah. Boy. Yeah. Great right. movie. Gotta admit, watched it, watched it one time with a friend. and It's most, weird if you've never... the movie was the novelty of, like, oh, these guys are so young. What's going on here? Yeah, it's and it's also weird that, like, it's kind of weird if you haven't read the book. And I uh, never right. Great book. But yeah. The Outsiders was a good book. Real good book. We read that in eighth grade. Yeah, I would say it was a better book than it was a movie. I 100% agree, but there's just a lot of names, right? Yeah. So, going back to Hank, at the at this birthday party... Good? At this birthday party, um, Rachel met Cam Newton... <laughs> Look at you bumping um, knuckles with the big wigs and Usher. Okay, and I saw a picture of her with Usher, and I'm just like, eh, yeah, I don't have a girlfriend anymore at the time. Yep. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I'm really, really grateful for Hank Aaron for what he did for my wife, obviously, and um, I don't know. I mean, and what he did for Milwaukee and like the battles that he fought for black folks, you know? Absolutely. And well, you don't. You don't think of it at that point, but go ahead. You're right, that way all the time. I, I feel you on that. Um, and his legacy is something that'll far outlive him. So it's nice that we're able to have him in the city of Milwaukee. Yeah. Especially in the city in which is deemed the most segregated city. He's a positive African-American figure that we could look up to and yeah. lay claim to. Well, and it's great too. Like that, you know. I know the Brewers are going to honor him in some way, as you know, as them and the Braves should. Yeah, you, know, you have to, right? Like he's that Absolutely. influential of a figure. I'm assuming there's probably going to be a patch worn on the Brewers jersey. I know there's a a graphic that they have as their their logo on Twitter right now and other social media with a 44 on there. Um, for those of you that don't know, he's number 44, um, and he's retired. Numbers retired by the Brewers. I'm assuming it's probably going to go a little deeper than than that for because just how influential he was and how much of a fixture he was in Milwaukee for a long time you know I mean he was he rules man he rules yeah well we're gonna take a little break um we'll get back talk about uh a, a quick talk about the Bucks struggles recently um a longer talk about the Packers upcoming event versus Tom Brady or Tom, Tom sorry Tampa Bay and the the Gronkineers <laughs> and the Brewers massive signing so we will talk to you in a little bit and we're back at it um we're we're feeling like overly overall probably sufficient guys at this point right mm-hmm. good yeah, that's it. Um, I just got an update on what the spread was at Hank Aaron's birthday. You got salad. All right. You got steak or salmon. Okay. Okay. You got some cake. Ooh. That rules. She didn't specify the cake, did she? She didn't specify the cake. That's Which, fine. That's, that, fine. that's important. Yeah. Anytime you get cake, it's good, though. Yeah. Could be and a big, big sheet cake, personal I mean, like, cake. It's all good. It's good in the sense of, like, thank you for the cake. Yeah, but everybody has their own like personal favorite. Right. There are some cakes you prefer a little bit more than others. Sponge cake for me. 
What is sponge cake? Just white trash, just birthday sponge cake. Yeah, man. That is good. Red velvet cake, love it. Yeah. Carrot cake's probably my favorite, really. Interesting. Yeah, I like the, because the frosting's my favorite. That's very interesting. Because to me, carrot cake is, it's very unique. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say it's my favorite, though. Well, if you've ever had, you know, friend of the show, Max Shorrell, his father, Jim Shorrell, or Santa is my... Daughter knows her as um, him. Jeez, knows him as Santa's um, carrot cake. Santa's carrot cake is the truth, man. Okay. Fire, firehouse carrot cake. He used to be a firefighter. I'm interested in Santa Claus carrot cake, and it's probably one of the better things I put in my face. <laughs> oh yeah. And the Badgers are losing to Ohio State at halftime. That's gotta stop. Um, Doesn't really hoops. matter what sport, right? Hoops. Yeah, could just be, could, could be could be hockey. Who cares? I mean, we're a volleyball school at this point. True. All right. For Wisconsin. they Well, they came in preseason number one, so. All right. I'll roll with it. Yep. Volleyball school, baby. Oh, Wisconsin. School. Yeah. What'd you say? Certainly not a football school. No, 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 no. Next year. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Ken was talking about that quarterback to be so big at the start of the season. He is, he's pretty, got my sources, he's pretty banged up. Graham Mertz. And then when he came back from coronavirus, it was kind of like, okay, he hasn't done anything for a while. So yeah. Graham Mertz. Graham yeah, Mertz. Yeah, that's the name. So Sources say he'll be fine. So, And looking at him, I think he'll be fine, especially seeing him against uh, Wake Forest. Not saying Wake Forest is anything to like write home about, about beating him, but he looked pretty good. Yeah. That being said, I didn't watch the game. <laughs> and speaking of things we don't watch, I have a lot of opinions about the Bucks for a team yeah, that I like, do not watch. Oh, good transition. <laughs> we had a whole like in our in our group chat. Sorry, Marcus, you're not in it because you have an Android. But because you're in that, you have an Android and it's really hard to keep somebody who has an Android in a group with a whole bunch it's of people. Tough. It's really hard to keep everyone it's up. Tough. Because I tried to send a text to both of you guys and it took literally a day and a half to get through. And pretty soon I'm going to be getting that S twenty one. Should just get in I twelve. No, mm. uh, never. I'm not like anti. Get an, get an iPhone. iPad and pay for service. So you're not. I, you're not anti Apple anymore. No, I'm not anti. I mean, I'm not a proponent for Apple. I just like I'm used to the interface for it. So at this point, you know, exactly. I continue. I'm a lemon. You know, at, at this point, this you got what you got. You either have Apple or you have Android and. It is what it is. And for most people, your Android of choice happens to be Samsung. If I were to go anywhere from Apple, I think I'd go Google. You know, another big tech company, yeah. you know, like somebody for, that's going to watch I'm me. I'm waiting for Nintendo to put out the Switch that's also a phone. I'm waiting for... Te- <laughs> I, I'm waiting I'm for... Uh, a try. Right? I'm waiting for... What's his name? Uh, who's the rich guy? Musk. Um, yeah, Elon Musk for him to put the out Musk a phone. phone. Yeah. <laughs> just call it the yeah. Musk phone. Or just it's- Musk. Musk. Yeah. Musk Mobile. Musk Mobile. I love it. I'm all in on Musk Mobile. Like, maybe you can take me to the... Like, I press a button and it turns into a suit like Iron Man and like, I just go to the moon. moon. Yep. It's going to have the most strange functions on it like the like the Tesla does. Right. Compared to other phones, for sure. So get on that, Elon. So we can all be in the same group chat. Absolutely. Plus, <laughs> plus I have stock in you. We can so. talk about the bucks. Shout out me. Shout you out. Yep. Supporting them. Mm-hmm. Smart investor here. That's I'm on fire right now, but that's not what this podcast is about. This is not a finance. 
not a finance podcast. No, because I don't know anything about it. I just go, oh, that company looks good. And I've done good. I've over doubled my amount that I've put in. That's huge. Pat, yeah, pat yourself on the back. That's huge. Thank you again, Elon. Then shout you out for making the most of your corona time. Making the most out of this 2020 stay at home. Hope your back doesn't start hurting. Yeah, it started to a little bit. I'm done. I'm just feeling myself a little bit. So people whose back hurts. Chris Middleton carrying yeah. the Bucks. Oh, uh, and Drew Holiday. Oh. But uh, Andrew and Mr. Holiday. Drew Holiday has been incredible. Yeah. As is Chris Middleton. Our pal. I'm I'm just I'm happy. I'm not saying he's been bad by any means, yeah. but like he shouldn't be allowed to have arms and legs to shoot free throws in the fourth quarter. <laughs> like, I mean, Giannis has been just atrocious from the line, and like from that's the not, line exclusively. That's the thing. From the rest of it, from he's been as normal. Well, okay, so inside the paint, right? he's shooting seventy five percent. That's not bad. Right, not bad. Not bad. bad by any means. Outside the paint, he takes a lot of shots. That, in the outside the paint, he's shooting twenty four percent. You know, it almost equals out to hundred percent altogether. Ninety nine percent out of that play. But the problem is, like, my, and my dad brings this point up all the time, and like, I, I begrudgingly agree with it. Like, Giannis, I don't agree with the point. My dad says he's not an elite player. I wouldn't. Yeah, I don't agree with that, but I understand where he's coming from in the sense of like, okay, you need him to hit that, you need him to sink those free throws at the end of games, and he said he's like. Dude, even Shaq made those free throws at the end of games that yeah. he needed. And I'm like, you know what? I agree with that. And he's like, he's like, my MVP sinks those free throws at the end. He's like, I look at, like, LeBron. LeBron's not, like, a prolific even free throw. He's not a shoot. Right. Maybe. Like, LeBron's not a great free throw shooter statistically. But. Oh, right. He's good. He sinks them at the end of games when you need him. You know, like. That's just it's that's hard what to all he does. All of a sudden, become good at something you're bad at. I know, but <laughs> well, the, <laughs> very the, correct. Like but this turns the, the it's, like problem, saying that, it's like saying at the end of the games, I need Mitch Trubisky to be throwing fifty yard dimes. Right. For me. It's probably not going to happen. Right. He's bad at that. He's, he hasn't been Giannis throwing is, fifty yard Giannis dimes. Doesn't just become a, a mechanically good free throw shooter at the end of the games. Obviously, he finished right. like one for ten against Dallas in right. a one possession one game. For ten. Well, here's the deal with with Giannis. Like he's consi- since he started like playing a bunch. He went from being like a seventy, what seventy two percent free throw shooter, and he's down into the fifties. Like he's consistently gone down like large increments every single year that he's played like a lot. It's it straight up makes me sad to talk about Giannis's shooting. Well, I mean, I it's, be, it's I because he's because he's a poor man's Gerald Wallace, really. Um, that was a comparison I made to Bill when we no, first met. You, I tried to. I was talking. You. I was very very high on Giannis because you, you said a poor man's yeah. Kevin Durant. And, and T-Mac, and we were trying to yeah. meet in the middle, so I'm like, what about a poor man's Gerald Wallace? And you're like, maybe. <laughs> oh, I thought I said T-Mac. poor man's Gerald Wallace, and you no, were just I, like... I, could, I couldn't... The way I remember is I couldn't even get you on board with poor man's Gerald Wallace entirely. You're like, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I did like Gerald Wallace a lot. So I, I valued him a lot more than a lot of people did. But at the same time, yeah. he, you know, he's poor man's Gerald Wallace, so... You know. I also haven't watched a single Bucks game this year because the Bucks. It's not easy to watch Bucks. Tell us. Well, um, I had an issue too. I'm I have an issue as yeah. well. What's your issue? Hold on. What's your, what happened for you? Because it's no one had no one carries Fox Sports Wisconsin. Well, I go to just just Time War or Spectrum, right? Spectrum's like the only provider you can yeah, get. Yeah, and I have Spectrum. Mm. But I turn the TV on. I watch the Bucks. 
And it seems like it's much the same. They come out, either they come out on fire or they come out flat. Or they play Pat Connaughton. Yep. And he usually comes out flat. And or, then, well, well, I guess him and Thanasis. They both come out, not flat, just a lot of energy. Yeah. Directed in areas that may not be helping him. Correct. Yep. <laughs> they're, they're, they're trying hard to fit in with the amazing guys they are trying hard we have two football players playing basketball yeah. granted yeah. Pat's a baseball player but I'm... so is Patrick Mahomes where his dad was right well so is Patrick, Patrick Mahomes yeah. he was on the USA team nobody talks about that no no one so does so this is what you get on Black and Tan Radio is inside info yeah. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes wasn't Kyler Murray Who, as well Patrick Mahomes it, yes he was six overall pick and you know what? LeBron would have made a good tight end. He would have. You know, would he? Had he gone to else. the Ohio State University. You know, looking back at the, you know, Patrick Mahomes, future AFC champion, runner-up. Um, runner-up. Heard it here first. Ben saying it, man. Ben saying it. Yeah. Ben saying it. I got nothing else on the Bucks. if you guys want to move to. Yeah, I don't really want to talk about the Bucks yeah. anymore. I'm just like, I just want to talk about free we'll, we'll t- I'll come back when they I guess basically, it, here's a critique of Giannis as well. Another one. Like, as much as I love him, like... I think it's fair to critique what you love because it keeps you in yeah. the right mindset. Giannis, fantastic. We have his jersey hanging up here. Literally. In the rafters. As you talk about it. Picture. Yep. I got one in my class in my classroom. And a, and a bobblehead, and mm-hmm. we got his rookie card. So, Several bobbleheads of Giannis in the Billings home as well. Right. We love him. So our critique of him is just stuff that's like, okay, here's the deal. You got dudes that can shoot. Let's make sure we're continuing to distribute those. He's also said that about himself, about not being stubborn, going into the paint, getting a stupid charge call. Granted, some when of they, them are bogus, they, right? When they're like, putting up the wall, you've got to be able to pass it you got to be able to pass it out. And, like, when the, the problem... They put guys around him for that this year. Oh, yeah. He's not last just, he's not last just year, having to kick out to pad. Last year, they had a blow They literally Forbes had the, they had the league average three-point shooting team. Yeah. Like, literally at 15th. Better average than below average, though, if we're, if we're being Right, I agree, but, like, in the playoffs, they were, like, horrendous. So, yeah. when it matters part of it's Drew Bledsoe. Eric Bledsoe. I mean, thank you for coming here, and honestly, he paved the way for them to go get Eric, Drew Holiday, Eric right? Bledsoe, from his first day in Milwaukee, ingratiated himself to me. That You guys remember that they played the Spurs? It was, like, a one-possession game. Yeah. Bledsoe came in, hit a nice 18-footer in crunch time to yeah. put the Bucks up to... I was all in. I, I don't hate all that. In. Like, people like, got, got to the, the point where they game. hated Eric Bledsoe, and I'm yeah. like, I don't that hate him. Convinced me that but I hated the way that he I, – I just I, – I didn't like what, how he played offensively. I just didn't like it. But yeah. then there was just stuff where he finished around the cup where it was just like, you are a forward in a yeah. small guard's body, you know? Not un, not incomparable to, to Drew. Just Drew actually having a couple inches on him to, to match up. Right, to you know, to go guard LeBron yeah. or AD in the post, which is what he was doing the other day, and, yeah. and doing well. like Strong guy. Yeah, anyway. The, so they'll, they'll pro- let's be, let's Drew Holiday's an all-star. Moment. Let's just put it at that point. The Bucks will probably yeah, come around. There's a lot of name. talent on that team. Right. A lot they'll of be, talent on I that. think they'll be fine right now. They're the, the, the bad, good team. Yeah. And, They'll get to the point where they're going to be in that elite category. Like, like Chris Middleton said, like, you got to figure things out during the regular season. Like, you hope that they're trying things out, but just like knowing Bud's track record, he's just doing the only thing that he knows how to do over and over again. It's just not working. Shoot threes, shoot, shoot threes, threes and let baby. other people shoot threes. Right, and then don't defend the three. Yeah. yeah. So, hopefully that changes. I'm not a Bud fan. So, 
This is the first time I've ever been late. He's probably gone after this year. You'd think so. If they have a bad playoff performance. Right. 4-1-4. Oh, it is 4-1-4. Yeah. Moving on. The I think thing. that's the first time I've ever heard you say, like, you're not a Bud fan. I, I mean, I, I've always been like, okay, like, he seemed he seemed to be the right hire at that time. Yeah. And, like, I think the memes are funny. And I just genuinely hope for the guy. But, like, I'm also never, I'm, I'm also not really ever a guy that criticizes a guy's coaching job or anything like that. So. But I would say the one thing I'm not about is the idea of saying this is not a championship year. It's almost like you're well, setting us up for failure. You're expecting us, not setting us up for failure, but you're you're telling us ahead of time that if we don't win, don't you feel any kind of way, Milwaukee, because I told you at the beginning of the season, it seems like now you have more pieces to the puzzle than you ever have. I have a two-part answer to that. Yeah. One, Giannis said the same thing. All right. Two? Well, because Giannis has time. Bud does not. That right, is right. the difference between those two. <laughs> right. Second, would you rather have him be Motor City Dan Campbell? Motor City Dan Campbell. We almost forgot to talk about him. He's important to talk about. Motor City Dan Campbell. I'll take the under on three years for him oh, staying as coach boy. of Detroit. Did you see that interview? No, I have no clue. The Lions hired an insane human to to be their coach. So, like, have you ever seen, like, We're the Millers? Yes. Yep. Jason Sudeikis. Yep, Jason Sudeikis. We were talking about him before. Call back to Sudeikis. Um, Not in this podcast, just as humans. We talked Sudeikis. Um, We did talk Sudeikis at one point. Um, So, talking about, do you remember the point where, like, there's that dude that's chasing him? Um, Big dude, goatee. Hispanic guy. All right. Big muscle-bound fella. He's in a whole bunch of movies. I can't think of anything else he's in because it's off the top of my head right now. I know he's in Bench Warmers, but I am ten. Not him. He's the he's the big dude that goes. I I want a hug too, or whatever. And he hugs a he hugs a little guy. Anyway, Dan Motor City Dan Campbell is a large human. Right, pretty pretty muscular human. Looks like he, you know, played D one college football and, you know, had a knee injury, didn't make it to the NFL. I don't know if this is track record. I'm just saying this. Just and then decided to go sell Ford trucks. All right, and Ford he's running the place. Game. Exactly. You selling Fords? Hundred percent looks like that's what he's doing. No, he didn't do that. I'm just oh, he saying that's like what he looks. That'd like. be hilarious. And he also. <laughs> He also he looks took like a sabbatical to self <laughs> He also looks like PC principal from South Park. For those of you that watch that, um, so <laughs> not the first time that that PC principal has come up today in my life. Really? So, you know, was, hey, Mitch and I talked PC principal at breakfast this morning. Beautiful, big, big South Park deep dive. So, <laughs> Motor City Dan Campbell has his interview at one point uninterrupted for 19 straight minutes talking. Granted, this is a Zoom meeting, so it's kind of hard to interrupt somebody in a Zoom. Right. It's also hard to talk for 19 minutes in the Zoom. Right. So he's talking, talking, and talking. A one minute and two second sound bite was taken from that. Motor City Dan Campbell said, he said the S word. He cussed and he said, Excuse my language. I could give you all this coach speak, and, you know, none of you want any of that S. You know, we're, we're a clean podcast here. 
And then he proceeds to then he proceeds. coach speak then, for seemingly ever. But he says, we're going to embody the, the city of Detroit. We're going to do things the right way and build it up. You know, we're going to... We're going to be working hard. We're going to kick you in the teeth. And then when you knock us down, we're going to, when you punch us in the mouth, we're going to smile. When you knock us down, we're going to get right back up. We're going to bite a kneecap off. All At right. Point, Sheer could, violence. Could not less embody the spirit of the oh, city of Detroit. Let's keep going there. Let's keep going there. Let's keep going. Bite a kneecap off. And then next time you knock us down, it's going to take two hits. And we're going to bite another kneecap off. Now I feel like there's a... a uh, flaw in there. If I bite your kneecap off, you will not knock me down again. I'm gonna be straight yeah. up honest with you there. As much as like I I appreciate you two as humans, if I bite your kneecap off, you're not getting up. You're I down. should I'm I should be able it. to yeah. follow up by at least pushing you over due to the shock of me having just bitten your kneecap off. Sure. You're probably gonna be taken a little bit aback. I might be able to just get a little, little something on your chest, knock you over. Right. Kneecaps. So, so now <laughs> now you have two kneecaps bitten off. He then says, the third time you knock us down, it's going to take three shots to knock us down, and then we're going we're gonna to take, take a bite out of another hunk out of you. So he was looking for another kneecap, first and foremost, when he was talking, so he got lost in it. Not enough time for him to get to ankle. Nope, but he is going to take another hunk out of you. If you do not have two kneecaps and you are knocking me down, I, I should not you. be in this fight. I don't want you as my What, what, what do I look like? <laughs> yeah. If you're down two kneecaps, am I down? <laughs> and a hunk. <laughs> oh, no, at this point, no. You still yeah, have the hunk yeah. left, right? Yeah. But now at this point. That shouldn't matter. Though, right. In the context of missing two kneecaps. <laughs> then oh, just head I mean, and arms. Head and arms. This dude straight up cut uh, an Attitude Era promo. Like, the Attitude Era is a in... Way to put it. Yeah, I mean, it was a WWE promo. Straight up. No, WWF. WWF. Yeah, this is not a WWE promo. This is Let WWE me tell you something, brother. I would brother. be depressed yeah. if tell you something, hired brother. a coach that ever came out talking like that. That's just... Oh, maybe, I, he'll be, maybe he'll be a good coach, but that just made him look actually insane. I'm going to text Dakota and see how he feels. Yeah. Dakota's a very rational person. I don't think he's going to be happy about this. Dakota is rational. I don't, he, he likes his team, yeah. and he understands their nature. He doesn't necessarily always back it, yeah. but he rolls with the squad. He, he probably understood. He probably was not surprised that Detroit hired an insane person to be their coach. Right, perfect person we need here. He pro- he probably got annoyed for a couple of minutes before like understanding that that was what was good. Matt Patricia was crazy to begin with. That he would have, so he's got a pencil behind his ear, but the play sheet is laminated. Right. We talked about how that was like. Tell me how that makes sense. There was like a thing about when he started coaching, and he just like it was like a kind of a comfort thing. I respect, you know, I I, I respect it. Now he's back where back in where he needs to be. He's back in New England, as DC, where he will probably like Move retire back his parents, <laughs> retire <laughs> and or die there in that position. I'm guessing, which why not? Oh, you know, that's where you had success. Well, I'm just saying, like, he'll just work until that's he's... That's what it is. You know, yeah. like, Wait, before... Like, hey, I'm 94, and I'm still the D coordinator there having success. So, because he's right. going to be good. Right, right. with Bill. Right. Yeah. 
Well, before we get too deep in anything else, what do you want? You guys want to do uh, some quick, quick picks for what we think will happen in the championship games, and then move on to our list. Yeah, it's probably a good idea. Take, I mean, like, yeah, we're going for a while. a while. Basically, I think the Packers are going to win by, and it depends on if MVS drops one. I get MVS is going to get one. three. MVS is going to get three big play opportunities. Got to get two. He's going to catch two. Gotta if he catches two. one, the Packers win by a score. If he catches two, the Packers win by two scores. Because they're going to get the run game early, they got to take Levant, Levante David um, and Devin White out of the game early. Not take them out, but out, at least run some misdirection. There's going to be a lot of blitz coming. Hoop, play action. Hoop, launch it over the top for the guy that runs fast. Hopefully he catches two out of three. I like Packers that. Win. Packers win. Packers by how much? I'm going to give it to MVS because I love MVS and I believe in him. Yeah. Packers by two scores. Packers by two scores. What do you think for the other one, real quick? Um, Bills by three. Points. Yeah, that's kind of where I am. Bills I think, by three. I think I think I'm Packers by three. Bills by three. Bills have the Bills have one of the best defenses, crunch time wise, out of Chiefs. Got the Chiefs. NFL. Chiefs have a worse injury report than you'd think too. Chiefs are even though the, even though the Bills do not have their primary running back. I think Buffalo. They're, I mean, Ooh. Devin Singletary is technically their starter. Is he? So, yeah. I thought Moss was there. No. It's I technically bet. Devin Singletary, but they don't really run the ball with anybody other than Josh Allen. So, so I play I with might, the I Bills might regret there. that Bills by three, but I think I think Packers by three is the most likely outcome. Packers I by respect, ten, Bills by three. I respect Tampa a lot. I respect those AFC teams a lot, but Kansas City's got like Mahomes. Even if he's playing, his foot's hurt a little bit. Their running backs are nicked up. They got is Sammy Watkins even gonna play? Their, their best the lizard. Cor- their best the cornerback is down. Bills are banged up too, but I think I think I'll take the Bills. Bills are less, way less banged up. So you're talking about the Lizard King? Yeah. So I got Bills and Packers by three. What about you, Marcus? I want to talk about the Lizard King. You want to talk about the Lizard King? I think it's great gonna, product of Iowa. Great product of Iowa. State. Yes. But the, the state yeah. of Iowa. Right. The state of Iowa. But uh, I think it's going to be a, another game of him making big plays. We're I gonna, think we're yeah, going to need yeah. him. Uh, you you want to talk about MVS, but MVS, he very well could be a non-factor. He could be, but I don't think he will be. They could roll it. Aaron will throw him open at one point. I think you're going to see it. just a lot of like play-action crossing routes from him. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. be mad at it. Yeah. But you're gonna Catch try, it. Try to I'm hoping that you see a lot of sure-handed first down completions and sure-handed uh, catches with yards after the catch from Lazard, as opposed to, I would say doing dirty work, as opposed to just long shot, big playability that you would it get take, with It takes MBS. a lot to stop Green Bay. It takes all of us. Yeah. It, it takes <laughs> all of real, us. Tampa's got, I have a lot of respect for Tampa. Both teams have their work cut out tomorrow, no doubt. They Do you know how the Packers no lose? Turnovers. Packers Obviously, lose if they yeah. turn the ball over. Yeah. Packers lose if they, they can't. I, they might be able to get away with one. Tampa's, Packers Tampa's lose. inefficient Deep enough on offense. You oh, I mean, it took it took four it took four turnovers for them to win, like straight up win. Had the had yeah. had Drew Brees not thrown the last interception, they, a whole different game. And and I don't think you can hone in on Kamara the way they did because you have to respect Rodgers way more. Right. Than Drew Brees, but James. And yeah, that was the first a wildcat play that wasn't a run. <laughs> right. 
breaking a streak of 15,000 consecutive <laughs> runs out of the Wildcat for me. And you see what happens, people. Coaches listening. Yeah. Run the Wildcat and run a pass out of it. I wrote Come it down, on. Bill. But the other way the Packers lose to is by not being able to cover second-level routes. Drew Brees, Tom Brady. So second-level routes is like the stuff that you're running behind your linebackers, so about 10, 10 to 15 routes. yards. That's it, right there. So that's like running, like basically you run 10 yards and then you run in. Yeah. So like that's called a dig route. So that's that's the stuff that the Packers struggle with because they spread out so much. Well, but if you just and drop Chris Barnes Smith and cover it, right, you're that's, fine. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, and uh, hey, that's not your house, Griffin. Get out of there. And Barnes has a club. So the old Papinga. Yeah. That gives me more confidence, quite <laughs> frankly. So I don't know. Club it's, out there. Those are the those are the two ways they lose, but I still don't see them losing Packers by ten. We're gonna go talk about some other stuff. See ya. Right now, I'm making piss. <laughs> <laughs> oh shoot. Uh, <laughs> um, um, I say we keep it in. <laughs> yeah, whatever. We ain't cutting. I don't think we've ever cut anything really. Um, We'll see. We'll see what I do in this segment. Right. All right. So we're going to start off. We got a review from Dakota about Motor City Dan Campbell. I said, we're recording right now. How do you feel about Dan Campbell, specifically the presser? He says, well, the guy got me pretty fired up for the season. It was crazy to see it blow up how it did because I, I basically saw it, saw it right as it happened, and then the next day it was all over, LOL. It was kind of annoying seeing takes on talk shows about how it's just embarrassing and trying to make fun of him and everything. He said that it wasn't meant for it to be net, meant exactly meant to be for did. national consumption, and you can tell everyone saying things about it didn't watch the whole presser. Not even close. Yeah, not at all. Like I'll text him back. I feel like he subtweeted us right there. <laughs> that was very much exactly what we just. did. Well, because I sent or him because I, I sent him a whole bunch of stuff. I just crapped out him. Um, I He's know. right. I didn't come close to watching that whole thing. I, I saw literally one, watched one yeah. minute and two seconds. Like, yeah, the minute where he went off the walls yep. or off the rails. Yep. And when you talk for 19, I mean, but he also reminds me of, of the head coach that you and I coached under a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Good guy. Great, Good guy. fantastic guy. Fired up, though? Real fired up. Um, he'll go on and he'll say some things. And he'll get you fired. He, he will make you want to run through a brick wall. And next thing you know, he's lost his voice by the end of his speech. Oh, yeah. I, I hate the Lions because of Dakota a little bit. Like, not because of him. It was because it's of not living. Because they're a threat. Well, it was because of living with him for a bit. But he also yeah. probably felt un- outnumbered by Packer fans. So yeah, I understand I that. that. That's true. None of those that. other guys from none of those other Ubers are really Lions fans. No, right? they're all Jordy's Packer fans. Packer well, Jordy, Jordy's a Packer guy, but just like a Tim I don't think a he, Packer guy, right? Yeah, Jordy doesn't Zach really like belong mean. anywhere. Like Jordy's like in the sense of like. He just likes. He's a free spirit. Yeah. Man. Jordan Miller's a free spirit. Yeah. Shout out you, Jordan Miller. Yeah, man. Yeah. I miss you, dude. Miss you too, man. Anyway, we're going to talk about music because we have more depth than just yes. sports, really. Because if there is... We have more depth than sports and death. If there is anything that I could go on a podcast and discuss, it is my thoughts on electronic music. All right. Good old well, and that's what we're going to talk about. Man. We're going to do a little, like, we, we've strayed away from our drafts for a while. We started doing yeah. power rankings. And now we're ba- we're back into drafts, and this is gonna be a longer draft. Um, yeah. So, so buckle up, pal. Also EDM, cor- more of like EDM yeah. house than oh, EDM oh, corner. So EDM Howie, intersection. Well, and before I forget, Howie, 
is not listening to anything that I can see at the moment because we're recording on the iPad. I don't have the computer, but I did screenshot something from before. Howie is listening to in his F SPF workout playlist. Girls just want to have fun. All right, Howie. I see you. Shout Howie Brember. Shout out, Howie. Girls Howie, just want to have fun. I started a new job this week, and I work with someone who identified himself to me as one of your best friends. Beautiful. So I knew I was in good company. Love it. That's great. Honestly, if yeah. you know a good friend of Howie, you know a great guy. Especially someone who will, to strangers, identify yourself like as the, the connecting link between us. Oh, I'm, I'm one of, Howie is one of my best friends. I would also identify myself as Howie is one of my best friends. And if I didn't know you, that would make me feel better. Right. Correct. Me too. Big clarifier. Right? <laughs> yeah. Like, that honestly, like, probably should put that in my, like, email Put on LinkedIn. One of Howie's best friends. I don't even like. I, I literally just had to reopen my LinkedIn because our yeah. college asked us to do that for, um, like something to get something for free from them. So I'm gonna put that on there. Um, was that part of the 12 days of uh, oh, yeah. whatever? Five yeah. days of Christmas, man. Um, Ian's in his bag on the 12 days of big time, and you know I'm I'm all for it. Like, but I'm all I'm not all for me answering his throwback. Flashback Friday things correctly. Dude, I had four on it yesterday and I still lost. Yeah, I'm really pissed about it. I don't understand how we can get more, but I, I don't know. Whatever. Also, I won the Ian, win. Well, oh, yeah. I, I Ian's, Ian's going to be on for the Super Bowl. I haven't told him that. I, but, won, like, he's gonna for the Super Bowl. I won the contest he had on when will Hazel crawl first because I took the latest date. Yeah, I mean, because you did... Oh. <laughs> my shirt. As you um, said, I had a strategy. It was he, annoying. Well, because your strategy was prices right, which I think is BS, man. I you you waited it. Out. No, it's not BS. You're yeah. right. Like you did the right thing. You ever hear about the guy who had like the perfect, about uh, the perfect prices right game? It was a no. huge scandal with the show. He came on and like he and his wife came on and just destroyed it. They've been studying their whole lives to do it. And Drew Carey had them on, and he was so cold to them as they were just winning everything because he thought they were cheating. But they knew everything. If you look up the perfect prices right is, game, I don't remember what outlet had it. But we it might be a, bringing you in just for a deep dive on that because that sounds that sounds true, very truly just. There's one long form. There is nothing about like it. staying home from school and watching prices right. Take take the twenty minutes and read the the long article about the, the couple. Or the you can do right. it and you can tell us about it, please. All right. Or do yeah. a video. We'll put, we'll, we'll put that on uh, when I come on to talk about my. Album, Let's say when which the album is coming goes, out. When I come back to talk about so future elevator music's album. This is a thing. This is part of the reason why yes, we have yeah, Dale on here. Other, other than being our, other than being our friend, like. So those of you that don't know, Bill, Bill and I lived uh, across the bathroom from each other. We lived in many places. Together. We lived in many places together. Well, that's how we started. Well, like two, ten. but many in. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, many in my heart. Right. So we tried to create a zipline between dorms when I didn't <laughs> go out to live with one of his we had best that, friends. They, we were incorporating the bat signal, I believe, in that, right? Like we, we did. would each yeah, have I a signal where we, like, would, we would uh, zipline across the, the, the front circle for right. WLC. Oh, absolutely. While testing. Hard to build as broke freshmen. Right. We did yeah, not we ever get talk. around to building the zipline, <laughs> sure. But. So, so what happened? Basically, we lived, we shared a bathroom, so we were sweet mates, so we had two... Three or four of us were named Andrew because we were with That's uh, true. with Andrew Denoyer. Yep, good guy. Oh, I didn't treat him. Guy. I didn't treat him well. We'll just say that. As a roommate, I was a bad roommate. I didn't I'm either. Just I would drop bombs in that bathroom. Yeah. Sorry. Oh Andy. no. <laughs> 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 that was my bathroom. 
Randy was like one of my best friends. What do you want me to so do? I'm I'm hoping to I'm hoping to get that relationship back. I think he lives yeah. around here too. He so for pickup football, he he'd be a great addition. A yeah. On our team, I don't please thank you. Do it. No more no more me and Milky on the same team. I didn't draft that doing? team. Go talk to Ian. Ian, um, <laughs> stop drafting your friends who are bad at football. <laughs> um. Anyway, so what happened? But like Cliff Notes version. Bill is up at like one in the morning with some buddies, just making a lot of noise. Oh yeah, no, score every one, Griff. Um, making a lot of noise, and I have a f- whatever the next day. I don't know, maybe an eight a.m. Who cares? Um, I go over and I go over and like I think you and I were introduced by a mutual friend at the time, and like that no, was we about met. It. We met the day uh, I moved in. Yeah. Remember? So, but like. Like mutual friend of Ken, time, right? mutual friend of Kendall. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, they're like, Kenosha native. Yep. Because you all know each other if you're from Kenosha. So mutual friend meeting, and I walk over and I'm just City like, we hadn't really talked really much other than seeing each other in the bathroom. It's like, dude, super, <laughs> super loud over here. They're playing. They're playing a game on the a horror game on the computer. Oh yeah, Slenderman. Yep. When that came out. Yeah. Slenderman. So they're playing that lights, game. Lights out with uh, on my laptop, and I had a really good pair. Of, Sony used to make these headphones that would, like. We have like noise canceling headphones and stuff now. Uh-huh. Sony had these that were Princess Leia size, not style, but Princess Leia size, just a uh, foam. Uh, I had a pair of those. And they were the best headphones that I ever had, and they stopped making them. They were like almost like this big. Dude, the soft huge pillows. ones. Yep, yeah, soft, all the way just, over like, here. just like black and gray, nothing fancy about them, but mm. they had some of the best. I had some Bose ones like that. Yeah. Hey, I had a pair so of those. I would, so I would play, I would play Slender Man on my computer with the lights off with those on because you could get completely into the game doing that. I hated it. Yeah. Well, yeah. well the only time I was a bad neighbor in my well, life. Well, no, I'm not saying that. That's how we became friends, because I stayed and watched you, and I hated it because I was scared of scary things. Same. And, I did not like But that I also thing. really... I'm not, I'm not a scary thing guy. That messed me up. <laughs> so, like, but then, like, all of a sudden, but then, it, like, randomly in that encounter at 1 a.m. where I went over there, I stayed over there till like, 3 in the morning, and you said something about the Celtics. I'm like Kevin Garnett rules, and you're was like, a huge I Celtics agree. Guy at that time. Yeah, and yeah, there's a picture you can find <laughs> about it. Um, <laughs> with a surrender cobra over his head before he like turned to turned to being a Bucks fan. That's a good name. That really was it. Yeah, because within a year or two, as soon as they drafted Giannis, that was a flipping point. Because I was, go- we were able to go to so many games in yeah. college because of how bad the Bucks were. Dude, we got. I mean, we could just have like a whole thing about just our Bucks yeah. games experience, or an, but, an episode about how good it is to be in college. In a As city a, where there's a bad professional sports team. Where Miroslav Rajuka the... is being, like, people are trying to get him to play. Mm-hmm. Nate Walters is a thing. Yeah. And he's still on he's still on ESPN for fantasy basketball. Anyway. Hoo-hoo. Yeah, because Sam still has him on his roster. That's stupid. I know. Sam, that's stupid. To trade me anyway. That's how we became friends. Yeah. And we connected over literally KG and saying, like, oh, yeah, I love KG, but I got to go to bed. And then after that, we became, like, friends and continued to be friends and lived together at a couple places. Nearly a decade strong. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's a difficult word to say, hey. And Marcus was with us through it all. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Moving on. EDM corner for the rest of the time. EDM corner draft. So, Mm -hmm. I'm going to start because I love myself. We're doing top 10 EDM releases. Top 10 EDM releases. Electronic music. All right, hold on here. Why are we going to do some type of draft format? Yeah, I'm starting. 
and you're going next because you're also part also of, you can draft you're coming same. last because so, you're not a regular member of the podcast holy smoke this is my first episode you give him the business that's true yeah and because I'm the one talking I'm picking first and so we're going two at a time um we have some artists that together we came up with as um we have some artists that we came up with together as essentials kind of yep so to speak so like there might be some of them that creep into our our lists but they're listed as like top songs for that person at the time there are ones like i tried to shy away from them a little bit just because i had so many things in there because i'm just straight up mainstream so what you're gonna get is you're gonna get from me a lot more mainstream stuff with a few twists here and there from marcus you're probably gonna get you know from marcus and bill you're gonna get some deeper type cuts a little bit um but different kinds of deeper cuts so like bill's gonna be kind of more like like the ones the 10 electronic music releases so this is singles individual songs albums live mix remix whatever i don't have all those but they all qualify the, the ones that i think best represent what i desire in electronic music so highly subjective but that's discussing music right right but then at the same time like your your thoughts on edm versus marcus marcus mm-hmm. is looking to go like go dance now i have 10 songs in which i've selected but my edm for the most part is dance music and um it's not as deep or as trancey or progressive as maybe some stuff in which bill listens to however i do have songs in my list that embody that same stage of work yeah Uh, i've got a lot i think we'll have some overlap well because of our both of our noted uh loves of bass music whether it's bass house dubstep all the all these things where the the bass is uh, kind of driving the track correct which is kind of like that's that's really just modern uh electronic music is that the bass is driving everything because you listen to anything that you could really call cutting edge now and apart from band from not bands from acts like lewis a child where they have like full-blown instruments yeah, there's bass bases where it's just the most fun to make sense. But the bases, at least from my perspective, is just man, a huge I like pound at the top of his tone dances head. I, <laughs> Sorry, that's from Donald Glover's stand-up weirdo. So without further ado, we have our top ten electronic music releases of all time. Flags, Marcus, and me, non-snake draft. Let's go. Let's do it. So my first two, I will start with. I have "Roses" by the Chainsmokers. I can't be mad about it. Can't. It's great. To me, that's their best release. And as much as I really wanted to say selfie, I love that song. But Roses is one that I would literally never skip. Whereas like selfie, I would skip it unless I really want it for the novelty of it. But I just figured it was important to say that. Yeah. My other one. Chainsmoker is a little too, uh, a little too criticized. They can make legitimately good EDM. Yeah. They didn't ask to be the. They didn't ask to be like that defining act that broke through the top forty radio. They, I mean, they might ask the devil for that actually. Yeah. yeah. And they were clearly trying to do it, but they right. didn't ask. <laughs> right. Um, the the next one I have um, is Pursuit of Happiness. Mm-hmm. Um, Kid Cudi song remixed by Skrillex or uh, by Steve Aoki. Um, 
No, that's the, the MGMT one, right? Or a different one? Well, MGMT's in it too, but it's like the, the Steve Aoki remix of it. Like, think of it from like Project X. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think, I, do, I don't know that it came for that or if, I don't know the chicken or the egg situation, but I just yeah. know like that's the first time I heard it was watching, uh, like when that movie came out from the playlist that they had from it. No, that song came out before that movie. That's what I thought. Right. But for that movie, it was perfect, perfect for it. song. Right. Kind of crazy to think of Stevie Oki kind of being like the third tier at the time that came out between Cuddy, MGMT, and Steve Aoki. Who was going to be the least known of those three in like 2008? Probably Steve Aoki. I thought MGMT. But yeah. they were just... That, that came out after Oracular Spectacular, though. So the Kids, Electric Feel, Time of Pretend, kids. were all already out before. Kids. <laughs> we'll Chitty, to bang, Chitty Bang hopping we've on got, it, too. We've got MGMT up not too long on my right. so. But yeah, that, that is a great remix. So I'm going... Yeah, so I got Pursuit of Happiness, and I got Roses. Marcus, you got the floor. So... For my list, I uh, compiled 10 songs or a little bit more than that. But I guess I'll do two songs that have more of a, a feel-good vibe. Uh, I'd say those two songs would be Gooey by the Glass Animals. Beautiful. And um, I'll probably go with my second one being, oh, Oh, yeah. Throw some gooey on We don't have ads on, so we're good today. And we, and we have a Spotify love, account. Love, we have a Spotify account. I love Glass Animals after... Uh, this album I'm not as familiar with. Me too. I really like them at, uh, for How to Be a Human Being, but this was... How to Be a Human Being, I, I literally... I, I just purchased stickers off of Red Bubble for a few from that. And another song for a feel-good vibe... Uh, I had to probably give it to Disclosure for holding on. You tried to get me on Disclosure. Yeah. I. It's a little too housey for me. I think. It's, it's a little housey. It's very housey. Like, it's the new stuff for sure. Their remixes, I feel like, are very, very good. Or ones that they do with, like, lyricists, basically. But yeah. Yeah, it just. This, this glass sandal just hit. There's, I, I've literally, I don't think I've ever heard a Glass Animals song that I don't like. That's true. So, is it fair to say, Glass Animals, in our group of, our group of artists, that it's essentials? Yeah. Yeah. And you, <laughs> We already knew that they were. You, that was just like me doing segue stuff. And you'll, you'll see when I get into mine, to the, the loyal listener here, but one of the things I really like, appreciate in electronic music is a good effective crossover or fusion. Uh, so what, what Glass Animals does in between the realms of, so broadly, but indie rock and electronic music, mm -hmm. in in realms that a lot of people are making music, they have struck a unique sound. And right. you've got to give them credit for that. Because that's getting harder and harder to do with the more and more people there are just making music on their laptops, whatever, at home. Or on their iPad, like at the start, yeah. of, a, at the start of a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, also, I'm changing up because uh, reviews said that it sounded like we wanted to kill people. Um, oh, just put out an album called "Music to Be Murdered" by. Who's to say that you didn't? That he didn't just submit that. Be, be I mean, like he, he, we have t said that he listens. Um, 
you know, basically... What else does Eminem have to do besides right. his Black and Tank Right. just carry on, pal. Well... That's it, you got a disclosure and a... I'm going to recant my second song. I'm going to recant Oh, it. no disclosure. No, no disclosure. If we're talking about having a good old time, embodying a vibe, we got to go with Good Times Roll by yes, Grizz and uh, Big Gigantic. Now, I don't know that song. This is a song in which I first discovered that Electric Forest, um, I was kind of like indifferent on Grizz. I didn't really know how to feel. But I ended up going to this show, and it's probably one of the best shows I've ever seen as far as the vibe of the people. They had a full gospel choir, full really? horn section. Did he, do the, he did the band that night? He did a whole band. I saw yeah. I saw the band and him doing a solo site, solo set uh, two nights back to back at Red Rocks one time. The Red Rocks look? Grizz is, no, the Red Rocks. <laughs> I was just kidding. Close. Uh, Eastman, yeah, Eastman and I drove out with some friends, shot out Austin and Lee to uh, Red Rocks for a Labor Day weekend a few years ago. Oh, back. Red Rock came? No, 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 the, the, the amphitheater on Denver. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry. So we, oh, went, out, we went out there, and uh, uh, Grizz had two nights. He had the first night was, like, the debut of the live band, and then the second night was a uh, DJ. So oh, I know this one. Grizz is, Grizz is the only, like, uh, DJ I've ever seen. No, that's not true. I was going to say he's the only one I've seen multiple times. There's one other person I've seen a few times. And is that person coming up soon? Uh, yeah, actually. Bill? I don't know if you'll be able to guess. Yeah. Oh, I think I probably can. No, no, it's probably some death force stuff. No, no, no. Because the only DJ. The only, like, DJ. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. So I've got, for my uh, first one here, uh, it, this is an EP by Dirty Phonics and Sullivan King. And it is, in my mind, like, one of the definitive marriages of, uh, of heavy metal, metalcore music, and dubstep, which there's going to be a couple of on here, but... I've that listened one, to that. That's yeah. the one I listened to. The, it, it's, the EP starts with a drop that builds up to the vocal sample being Try Not to Headbang, and yeah, you can't not grungy. headbang. That was grungy. Yeah. <laughs> That was the text you sent, right? You got some grungy stuff yeah. on here, huh? Yeah. And then <laughs> that the, was the last song of that EP is called Hammer, and it's built off of just like one repeating riff from Sullivan King. That Dirty Phonics are taking like they're taking this riff and they're doing so much. They're doing so much stuff uh, to like. They're doing so much to to process that riff where it's it's just a great EP between a DJ. I think they're a duo and. Uh, and Sullivan King is a guy who does fantastic work as a both dubstep producer and a vocalist slash guitarist. A fantastic one-man band. I was I was very excited the first time I ever saw him live, which was on the club show, uh, just at the Rave Bar. Actually, he was open up up for a metal band, and he came out to a remix where he was like doing a scream remix of Final Boss by Excision. You know, got me feeling like a boss. 2016. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he was playing like a guitar riff with a breakdown over him screaming that. And I was like, oh, finally the vision I've had for years of someone marrying heavy metal and dubstep has really happened. 
Hey Rachel. Come on in. What do you what do you mean? What's on a your cannoli? T- what's on your top ten for electronic music releases? What is that? Is that that's a breadstick. That sounds incredible. There's like a million. That's a, all of garden breadsticks are a schedule down? one narcotic. You can't have those. Thank you. Hey. Hi Allie. Is that Allie? Allie, welcome. What's your top ten EDM songs? Yeah. Top ten EDM. You don't you have, have one? You, sorry, like as we've gone on, have you, you did both picks, right? Or did you do your picks? No, I just did that. That was the one. Dang, because I was going to have Ali announce my, my next two. I'll do, I'll do my next one real will. quick. It is. No, uh, you, you announce it. You, you're about to do laundry, go do your laundry. All right. She'll be here. I got a. I, I hope you know this one, Marcus. It is uh, just an all star lineup for dubstep. It's Boogie T, Subtronics, and Nightmare. Boogie T. Boogie T is that's yeah. that's funky, yeah. Boogie T is very uh, good. I think Booker T. No, almost. But <laughs> Boogie T. Washington. <laughs> Subtronics. Subtronics and Nightmare with the song Nuclear Bass Face, which if I had to describe in one way, I would say is dubstep jumping the shark because I don't know how to go more dubstep than what this song is. This is the epitome of dubstep. Can you hit us with a sample? I would be I would be more than happy to, Marcus. You'd be honored? I would be honored. Here we go. Side note, the team I coach just won 9 0. Oh, dude. Just off work. Oh, I'm yeah, very I've proud of that. Yeah, I've heard this before. Yeah. Ripped a hole through time and outer space. What a dubstep line. You just made me forget a song. Or, you made me remember a song. Remember a song. A reverse forget. Ooh, we got breadsticks. We do have breadsticks. Thank you. Has he gone out there? Come on. Let's go. Thank you. Oh, whoa. All right. That's mine. Uh, that's my first two. Come back around to flakes here. I'm furiously scribbling. La, 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 la.